can't have that. All right, Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. Now remember, this is where we've been. It's been talking about, as we've been studying this, it's been talking about a walk worthy. Remember how we walk worthy of God. We've just, we're about to sum up, we're about to finish up the Sermon on the Mount on Sundays. And what's coming this Sunday is building your house on the rock. And all it's talking about, again, is building. We've got to build. We've got to walk. We've got to walk according to what we've just heard. You can't be taught something and then just say, okay, I got it, but then never walk in it. Imagine a doctor doing that. Imagine a doctor going through all the years of study and then saying, okay, I got it, but then never practicing what he learned at all. He just did what he thought he should do. How crazy would that be? Yet we come to church, we read the word, we go to Bible studies, and then we get out in our life and we just walk as we think we ought to walk. We forget everything that we just learned. Challenge comes, sin comes, temptation comes, and we just throw everything out and just go with the wind. Isn't that something? I've done it. Have you ever had a challenge come to you and you just forgot everything and just fell right into it and blew everything and then after the mess you think, wait a minute. I knew the right thing to do. All right, Colossians, that's where we are. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. This he that we're talking about is Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God. Why does it say that? I believe it says that because when we see the life of Jesus, we see the Father. Jesus came to bring us back to the Father, to make that connection. When sin first happened with Adam, we were separated. Jesus came to bridge that gap, and the only way it could be bridged was by him, by his blood, by him dying on the cross. But this scripture is also saying, watch Jesus, because Jesus does it like the Father. You want to find out how to get to the Father? Watch Jesus and follow him. Because he is the image of the invisible God. The firstborn over all creation. Jesus is the image. The word image in the Greek means an exact revelation and representation. Do you remember when Jesus was about to ascend into heaven? He said, I'm about, I'm about to send you someone. I'm about to send you another. And we, have, if you've been in this church for a little while, you've heard me say that you know that that another means one just like the same I'm about to send you another one just like me we see this again that this image is saying that Jesus is the image of the father well can you see through those two statements can you see the trinity the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus Jesus is the image of the father three in one it's awesome if we would be led by the Holy Spirit, we are being led by the Father. If we will be led by Jesus, Jesus is the image of the invisible God. We are being led by Jesus who says, I don't do anything except what I see my Father do. Why do we follow Jesus? Because that is the part of where it says, Lord, Lord, I, do, I don't know you. God says, I don't know you that says, Lord, Lord, but I've prophesied, but you did not follow the will of the Father. How do we follow the will of the Father? We follow Jesus. We follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is also called the firstborn. 
And it's a title that refers to his exalted position, not the physical timing of his birth. Psalm 89, 27 says, Also I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. It is the position. And you know, in the Jewish culture, I think most of us know this, the firstborn was especially favored by his parents. He inherited the leadership of the family and he received a double portion of the property upon his father's death. Now, do you remember that as a a Christ follower, that I receive the inheritance of Christ? What Christ deserves, I get too. So do you. We become uh, children of Christ, children of God, in line for the inheritance of Christ. What he deserved, I get. The scripture said, I will make him my firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. Colossians 1.16 says, For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Let's just stay on that scripture. We're going to sing a song as we close tonight. And it's going to be based on this scripture. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions, principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. Now, as I was studying this, I started struggling a little bit. Principalities, powers, and dominions. You know, a lot of times we hear that and we think negative. Right? We're, we're, we don't war against the flesh, but against principalities and powers so as I was studying I I realized that God is the creator not Satan Satan didn't create power God created power God's the creator not Satan Satan's not a creator Satan takes what God has done and corrupts it Satan takes what God has created and corrupts it God created man. God created you. Whether you think it or not, it doesn't really matter. He created you. One of these days, that light bulb will go off or go on, and you'll realize, oh, I got it. Whether we believe it or not, God is the creator. And he created powers and principalities and dominions. What does that that say to you? You know what it says to me is that where we see that as we walk, if we will walk according to God's word, that we will have victory over sin, we'll have victory over Satan. Satan's placed under our feet. Why? Because God created the power. Satan corrupted it, but God gives us that power to overcome Satan's corrupted power. And God will always win. So when we line back up with God, we will win over depression over anxiety, over rejection, over uh, substance abuse, over sexual sin, over a lying spirit, over a religious spirit, over a health issue. Nothing can, can, can come out from under God's thrones, dominions, principalities, or power. Nothing of that can come out from under the presence of God. Nowhere is God not at That was good English right there. There is nothing that can hide from him. Nothing. And there's nothing that can exalt itself above him. So even these thrones, these dominions, these principalities, these powers, 
God created. So, you know, maybe the question would be, well, what about these demonic powers? Now, God did not create that. He created the power. Satan corrupted it. Satan has corrupted our, uh, the world. What God created as great, Satan corrupts. But Satan doesn't somehow get the power over God. That will never happen. So can you see that whatever you're facing, there is a way out. No matter how dire, no matter how bad your situation may look, there is a way out. There's a victorious way out. But there's only one way. There's not a thousand ways. There's a thousand ways to get where you are. There's one way to get out. And that's by following the will of the Father. How have we learned how to follow the will of the Father? We follow the word of God. Why do we say that that is the word, uh, why, why is that the will of the Father? Because it says that Jesus was made flesh. Jesus was, is the word. It says that Jesus is the word and the word was made flesh through Jesus. So when we follow the word, we follow Jesus. When we follow Jesus, when we cry out, Lord, Lord, the Lord's going to say, I know you. Can you put all this together? John verse 1, John chapter 1 verse 3, all things were made through him and without him nothing was, was made that was made. Okay, I thought that sounded redundant, but that's what it says. All things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made. We just sang about indescribable. You know, he placed the stars in the sky and he knows you by name. He has created everything. What this wants to lead me to is to praise. It says, verse 17, and he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Consist means to hold or stand together. This portrays Christ as the sustainer and the uniting principle of the universe. Verse 18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have preeminence. Who is the head of the body? It's okay. He. Who's he? Come on. Jesus. Jesus is the head of the body, the church. Who should be the head of the church? Jesus. Not me, not you. Jesus. So how can the church move forward without following Jesus? We have to follow Jesus. It's not an option. And it doesn't matter what the world's doing. We have to follow Jesus. He is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. That in all things he may have preeminence. First and foremost, he is the head. He, his desires trumps our desires. You know what trump mean? You all play cards? You play rook or you play bridge? The trump takes whatever other color is being played. doesn't matter if it's an ace or a 14 or whatever you're playing. It wins. Jesus' way wins. 
if we think we're going the right direction and we find out from the word of God, from the spirit of God that we're going in the wrong direction, then we need to change. What is his desire? If we could lay down our desires when we come together as a church and truly seek after God, seek after his will, I think the church would look a whole lot different. And let me tell you, church, this may sound kind of like I'm I'm, uh, slapping wrists here. I think we've got a great church. I think our church loves the Lord. I think we're open to the Holy Spirit. But it's easy to let opinions and desires get in the way. And I'll be the first to say that. It's easy to get off track. It's easy to come in the church and, and play the game and get off track. I want to encourage you as we are wrapping up the Sermon on the Mount, as we are right here talking about walking worthy, let's start asking God daily, how is my walk? What does my walk look like to you, God? Am I in your word? Am I in your word? And am I following your word? It's hard. Scripture says it's going to be hard. Narrow is the way and it's hard. It says that it's difficult. It's a difficult way. It's why everybody doesn't go that way. If it's easy and a lot of people are doing it, I would question it. If it's easy and everyone's doing it, watch out. Narrow is the way. Jesus is coming back for his church, for his bride. You know, that's what scripture calls the church, the bride. Have you ever seen a bride get ready for a wedding? And I don't want to be anywhere near that. Think about your wedding. How many weeks did you plan? How, how much money did you spend? How much time did you pour into it? That kind of preparation is what the church is supposed to be doing. Continually preparing for the wedding. There's a wedding coming. The bridegroom is coming. And the church is to be a spotless bride for the groom. We should be preparing every day for that return. My niece just got married uh, two or three weeks ago. And the planning and the preparing that went on was just unbelievable it was beautiful it was 70 degrees in the middle of the summer just perfect day perfect surroundings but it came with hard work and preparing and then it came with the spirit of God but that's what the Lord is looking for from us is to prepare our hearts is to prepare this church for his return not this church building We need to break out of our thought of what church is. Church is us. Our relationships, what we are doing inside here and what we're doing outside here. How effective we are inside here and how effective we are outside of here. With our family, with our surroundings, with those around us that we have influence over. And how far we can reach. You know, anymore we can reach the world in seconds. Through the internet, through technology, now through airplanes, we can, be, we can be on the other side of the world in 24 hours. 
we should be preparing for Christ's coming. We should, be, we should be desperate for our lost friends to come to know the Lord. That's what the church should be doing. Uh, we, I feel like that we really, uh, we really played, played a great, um, did a great thing this Monday taking all that food to Avery Trace. And you know, they weren't even ready for it. The principal wasn't even there. It was, fun. it was really funny to me uh, because I just thought, you know what, it doesn't matter. We're not doing it for them. I don't have to shake somebody's hand and show them what all we've done. It, really, it's probably better that we don't. Let us just haul these boxes in there and just let them, let them hand that stuff out. You know, that is, that is us being Jesus' hands and feet. Taking food to the hungry. Verse 19, and I'm going to close. We're going to, worship team, y'all come on up here. We're going to sing one song as we close. We should be like a bride preparing for a wedding. Time, planning, money, orchestration, prayer, food, cake, clothes, vows, blood, sweat, tears, joy. That's a good description of how our day should go. Verse 19, for it pleased the Father that in him all fullness should dwell and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of the cross of his cross and you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight don't 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 get in a hurry on me i'm reading it fast but this is good stuff even though we were wicked we had it all wrong we were redeemed we were restored we were saved by the blood of jesus did, did you did you hear that and once we were alienated and enemies in our mind by wicked works, yet now reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present us holy and blameless and, uh, and above reproach in his sight. That's not in man's sight, that's in God's sight. You know how hard it is to get right in God's sight? It's impossible except by the blood of the lamb. It can't be done. You can't do it. Yet even though we were alienated and separated, we were restored because of what Jesus did for us. If you come, continue in the faith, grounded steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to you uh, to every creature under heaven. What is that saying? That if you will continue in your walk with God, you will remain redeemed, you will remain restored, you will remain on that right track of victory. But we can get off that track. If indeed you continue in the faith, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Do not move away from the hope of the gospel. Let's walk in the hope of the gospel. Do I sound like a broken record just saying the same thing every single Wednesday night? I promise you I'm preaching something new every Wednesday night. It just sounds the same. We are to walk in the will of the Father. If you walk in the will of the Father, you are going to be blessed. You are going to get breakthrough. Can we walk? Church on the hill, can we make a decision to walk? That means we've got to get up in the morning, we've got to read our Bible and walk according to what we read, according to what He has said in our heart. You know, you're getting these words that are poured into your heart. If you can't remember it, we need to check our heart. 
Lord, I need your word to go into my heart and to sink deep so that when all hell comes at me, I remember. Amen. Y'all stand up with us.